Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It is the 3rd of August, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair for the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1300 01 1170. Our open line number, as always, you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with Vossi and the missile this morning, James Magnuson through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Brandy will be back on Monday. And Pat and Heels to take you through the breakfast show in Brisbane, Queensland, after 6 AM. Lots to get through, a bit of rugby league news around. Uh, one about a potential star signing. The other big news about a potential review into a, strugg a struggling club from this season. We'll get to all of that. Charlie Goodso will join me in the studio in about uh, 15 minutes' time. Uh, we will preview uh, the round 23 of the National Rugby League. Chris Perkins from America as well in about half an hour to give us the latest from the States. We'll also update you on the Women's World Cup. Another intriguing day of results yesterday as well. So plenty to get through on this Thursday morning. one 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. It's coming up to two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. As I say, we'll get stuck into our round 23 preview, doing it a day early uh, this week. I'm, I've got a couple of days off uh, tomorrow and Monday, but never fear, you still get your dose of Charlie Goodsir uh, coming up very, very soon. Before that, of course, round 23 does get underway tonight out at the SCG, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, it really must win for them to keep their very faint finals hopes alive. Up against a Manly side that are very much in the race for the finals. They managed to get over a fast-finishing Dragons last weekend. Intriguing game. Uh, happy to hear your thoughts. We usually do this on a Thursday. one 736 Who does win tonight? What's going to be the scoreline tonight at the SCG? What's the crowd going to be like at the SCG as well? 10 plays, 14 is it? Yeah, yeah, Thursday night, uh, SCG, not the greatest place to watch rugby league from. Uh, hopefully they get over 10,000, maybe 15,000. Uh, now, speaking of the Roosters, Sydney Roosters coach Trent Robertson uh, has leapt to the defence of his staff on Wednesday, uh, yesterday, but he may not be able to protect his players from an off-season cull as Manly prepared to deliver the last rights on the Roosters' season, potentially, at the SCG tonight. Uh, defeat to the 10th place Manly Seagulls would see the Roosters miss the finals for sure, but just the second time in 11 se seasons. Now, the Roosters we know have already signed uh, night swinger Dominic Young and Spencer Lino from the Penrith Panthers for next season. However, the Roosters board have proven in the past that they aren't afraid to make the tough calls for the sake of protecting the club's powerful brand. So we know the Roosters back in 2009 finished 16th, and in 2016, finished 15th. The year uh, after they finished last in 2009, uh, they made the grand final in 2010, losing to the Dragons. And then the year after um, finishing 15th in 2016, they were back in the preliminary finals. And then we know what happened in 2018 and 19. Now, pressure is mounting. And Trent Robinson was forced to defend halves consulted Cooper, uh, consultant Cooper Cronk yesterday after the former halfback was the focus of reports that he could be moved on as a result of the Roosters' dismal attack. Uh, Robinson said yesterday, all of my staff that are here this year will be here next year. That's pretty clear. 
The Roosters, though, averaging just over 17 points scored this season, uh, compared to 15.9 of 2009. Underlining just how far the Roosters have fallen this year is the fact that only the West Tigers um, have scored fewer tries than the Roosters this year. The Tigers, 52 tries. The Roosters, 55 tries. Uh, Robinson also said it is pretty simple. Tomorrow night is pretty important to us, as in tonight. There's not much use hiding from that. We are pretty clear on what we need to do. The mindset is as it, as is, is, as it always is, to start fast. And now your game plan from the beginning. Uh, Sam Walker also getting closer to a return. Although, as I said to you last week, if you are a Roosters fan, would you be, depending on what happens tonight, but if the Roosters um, lose tonight, they're not making the finals. They're probably not making the finals regardless. Do you risk Sam Walker coming back um, with that knee injury and making it worse? I'm not sure I would, depending on what happens maybe tonight and maybe next weekend against the Dolphins. Um, and... He's defended Cooper Cronk. Now, clearly, we know that the Roosters don't like losing. Uh, it's not very often that the Roosters don't make the final. So you would imagine there would be some sort of change. We saw when they were struggling, they got rid of Mitchell Pearce to bring in Cooper Cronk. Sonny Bill Williams back in 2013. Trent Robinson, of course, the first year as coach in 2013. But there's no one obvious, at least I don't think, from a player point of view, that they could sign to really turn things around for next year. Dom Young and Spencer Lee, no doubt, good signings. And they're not going to get rid of Trent Robinson after one bad year. So I'm not entirely sure what happens with the Roosters next year. one 300 Any suggestions on who the Roosters could sign uh, for next year? Now, speaking of signings, uh, someone that has been linked to the Roosters, as most players of contract are, is Payne Haas. Looks like the Melbourne Storm are targeting him, though, uh, as the $1 million battle for the Broncos superstar intensifies. Now, it has been revealed that Melbourne power brokers have met with Haas's management, formally expressing interest in Brisbane's number one prop ahead of the game on Saturday between the Broncos and the Cowboys in Townsville. Uh, the Broncos sensation has been linked with the Bulldogs, while fellow struggling clubs such as the West Tigers and the Dragons have outlined their preliminary interest in Haas. But Bellamy's Storm Juggernaut, uh, the most consistent team for the 20 years, are a real threat to the Broncos. The Storm are on the hunt for quality forwards following the loss of Premiership trio Felice Kafusi and Jesse and Kenny Bromwich to the Dolphins this season. And Bellamy is a huge fan of Payne Haas. Interesting. Uh, we know the Storm already have Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhausen making his return through the Queensland Cup this weekend, and Bellamy believes Haas would be the perfect front row recruit uh, recruit to set a premiership platform. What do we reckon? Payne Haas to the Melbourne Storm. Clearly, the Broncos don't want to be losing Payne Haas, but he has expressed interest. Linked to the Bulldogs, linked to the Storm. There's been rumours circulating for months now that uh, the Roosters would be interested. It'd be a good signing. Over $1 million dollars. Uh, the Broncos will be trying their best to keep him, but I wonder where he does end up. one 300 one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Tell you what, Melbourne would be pretty confident considering how well they're playing, um, and I think that battle will heat up. And, of course, once November 1 comes along and whether he's going to be staying at the Brisbane Broncos, the Melbourne Storm, or going to another club. And... Did you buy grand final tickets yesterday? They went on sale. Uh, if you're, well, one of the top clubs in terms of buying tickets 
yesterday with Broncos fans. So if you're listening in Queensland, ready to make the trip to Sydney for the NRL Grand Final in a couple of months, 0457 736 736 1370. It is also interesting, though, that out of all the club's fans that brought tickets yesterday, Eels fans were the third most popular group of fans, uh, win-demand group of fans, to buy grand final tickets as they went on sale yesterday, despite knowing defeat on Sunday against the Georgia Loire Dragons would almost certainly crush their team's finals chances. Uh, Peter Wynn said, never ride off the Eels and never question the passion of Parramatta fans. So supporters from Parramatta, Penrith, obviously, Brisbane and South Sydney were the most active on Wednesday. Um, Eels fans refused to accept that they might not be making the finals and might not be making the grand final. They grabbed 9% of tickets with that figure expected to rise significantly when tickets for the general public go on sale today. So uh, now clearly, if you're a Penrith fan, you'd be buying as many grand final tickets as you can. Brisbane, up going to be up there. South Sydney, little question mark, but definitely a potential. Parramatta, third um, most popular fan base to buy tickets. Interesting. Uh, uh, look, uh, I th- it'd be interesting to see what happens on the weekend against the Dragons. We'll get our tips with Charlie Goodsir in just a second after the next break. But I'm not entirely sure, I'm not confident that Parramatta are going to go all the way to the grand final. So anyway, uh Penrith fans, Brisbane fans, South Sydney's fans, Parramatta fans, all buying tickets, the four most popular clubs for their fans to buy tickets for the grand final. Did you get a ticket yesterday? Are you that confident that your team is going to make the grand final? I have to say, in years when my team has made the grand final, uh, and I love going to the grand final. I've been to grand finals when my team's not been involved. It's a brilliant day. Uh, the NRL do it very well. Always a great occasion. But I don't usually get tickets until the week before. Uh, so to get tickets a couple of months out, very brave. Uh, probably not so much maybe from Penrith fans, but definitely from Parramatta fans. Interesting. Did you get a ticket? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Were you one of the ones? Are you a Parramatta fan that brought a ticket to this year's grand final? Did you buy a ticket to the grand final if your club is no chance? If you're a Tigers fan, if you're a Dragons fan, Roosters fan, did you buy a ticket? one 736 Some news around the Bulldogs as well. We'll get to shortly as well in terms of Justin Holbrook. one 736 Did you buy a grand final ticket yesterday? Where do you see Payne Haas ending up? Is he going to stay at the Brisbane Broncos? Is he going to go to the Melbourne Storm? Is he going to go somewhere else? Trent Robinson has defended his coaching staff after reports emerged that there might be some changes, but he says they'll all be here this time next year for, well, not maybe not this time next year, but at least at the start of season 2024 for the Roosters. Do you, well, firstly, do you believe that? And secondly, what can the Roosters do to turn things around? And speaking of the Roosters, what's the scoreline tonight? And are you going to go to the SCG uh, to watch the Roosters' manly game? 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, one 1170 Chris Perkins, not too far away, but on the other side of this. An NRL preview with Charlie Goodsir. It's 12 past five. Here saying hope the, Mel- the Melbourne Storm can get Payne Haas. He would be very good under the coaching of Craig Bellamy. Well, that's another interesting point as well. If the Melbourne Storm are going to go for Payne Haas, as it seems to be, Craig Bellamy signed on for one more year as coach. Now, we know he seems to just go on uh, despite 
uh, every year we're thinking it is his last, but you wouldn't imagine he's been, he's going to be coaching for all of Payne Haas's career or even potentially the contract he would be signing at the Melbourne Storm. So I'm sure there'd be discussions with Payne Haas about uh, who is going to be coaching after Craig Bellamy. More than likely Jason Rolls, but there are some other names floating around as well. Your thoughts on that? Your thoughts on what the Roosters can do? Does Trent Robinson come under pressure next year? You'd think he would have to. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. And uh, did you buy a grand final ticket yesterday? Now, the Eels, one of the most popular fan bases to buy tickets, getting 9% of tickets. They're very, very... Um, well, brave, I think, of the Parramatta fans. But look, it's a good day out, even if your team doesn't make it. 17 past five, Chris Perkins shortly, but now it is time to do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Thursday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. Now, regular listeners will know that normally on a Friday we have Charlie Goodsir, but I'm away tomorrow. Um, so I didn't want you to miss out on your weekly fix of Charlie Goodsir. So he is here to look at round 23 of the National Rugby League, round three of the NRLW as well. Hello, Charlie. Hello. You got me one day earlier. Yes, one day earlier. But it means we can look at a full round. Usually we miss the Thursday night game. And what a game it is tonight as well to preview. So you're looking forward to looking at all eight games? Yes, very much so. We'll do that in just a second. Before that, let's just have a look at the NRLW games that are coming up this weekend. Been a great first couple of weeks. There's a double header at the SCG tonight, actually. Uh, Roosters, of course, in action in both games. Roosters up against the Dragons. That'll be at 5.40. On Saturday, so no games tomorrow. On Saturday, the Cowboys take on the Broncos. So big afternoon there in Townsville ahead of the men's Cowboys-Broncos game. 3.10 p.m., the Sharks take on the Gold Coast Titans. And then on Sunday, the Parramatta Eels taking on the Newcastle Knights. According to the NRL app, that kicks off at 12.03 p.m. So let's see if that exact if that exact time happens. And also the Raiders up against the unbeaten West Tigers, two from two under the coaching of Brett Kamali. How good. We love uh, SEN's own Noddy. Um, mm. They've looked good. They've looked really good. I think it was 10-0 uh, against the Sharks uh, last round, round two. Mm. And, uh, yeah, the defensive performance was outstanding. Uh, there was a bone-crushing tackle that uh, led to the – in the end, you'd call it the sealer, uh, mm. I'd say. Mm. But, yeah, they're going along quite nicely and are looking forward to that grand final rematch between the Knights and the Eels. Yes, you'll be tipping the Knights, of course. Of course. All right, looking forward to that all getting underway a little later on today at 5.40 p.m. at the SCG. Round 23 of the National Rugby League. Five games left in the regular season. It begins tonight at 7.50 p.m. where the Roosters in 14th taking on the Manly Seagulls in 10th. The Roosters have their Hall of Fame dinner tomorrow night uh, and also celebrating, at least on social media, I don't know if they're going to be doing anything at the ground tonight, celebrating 10 years since that premiership against Manly. Manly, we saw them last weekend just get up over the Dragons. They're probably lucky to hold on. The Roosters, again, pretty poor against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, they tried. They just didn't seem to have the game to be able to trouble Brisbane. Must-win game for both teams. Uh, I'll tip the... I didn't tip the Roosters last week. I will tip the Roosters this week. I think at home, at the SCG, big occasion. I think they get Manly, but Manly uh, on a roll and very close to that top eight. Uh, Daniel deluded. Again, um, yep, all right. Look... If this game, when I saw this game, maybe at the start of the year, I'd be like, oh, what a cracker Thursday mm. night. SCG, mm. you know, spiritual home mm. of, of East. Big crowd. Yeah, big, big crowd's going to be in. Uh, 
I think they're going to struggle to get TV numbers, to be honest with you. I think this game is going to be an absolute snooze fest. Mm, okay. I think it's going to be pretty dull. I don't, I, I'm not going to watch it. I, I just think that the Roosters are so bad this year. They're, mm. And they're bad to the point where it's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm talking about that, your team in, okay. in, in that manner, but I find it really hard to watch them. The Seagulls, I did watch that game. They, at no stage did they really ever look like they were going to lose the game. Mm. Um, the Dragons were competitive and were c- coming back towards the end, but you always just thought that, look, Manly are just probably too good in the end. Uh, that Sinbin really helped them uh, as well to, uh, to Jack DeBellin, controversial circumstances. I think Manly get the job done. Mm. Um, I think they've got far more to play for than the Roosters, which mm. I think is going to spur them on. Of course, you won't be watching it because you'll be listening yes, to it here course, on SCN. Yes, of course, I will be listening to SCN. Of course. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think the Roosters, uh, I think... We saw what they did against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. This is, I think, well, I think Manly are better than the Titans, but then we saw the Titans beat the Cowboys last weekend. It's a very topsy-turvy competition. I think the Roosters just, but it should be an interesting game. Uh, Now, tomorrow, two games, 6 p.m., the Gold Coast Titans, speaking of them, taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Titans good against the Cowboys last weekend. The Warriors had to buy. Everyone talking about the Warriors and their run home. Still a tricky game because the Titans are in no with probably the Dolphins and the Roosters that just need to keep on winning to give themselves any chance of getting into the finals. Do they beat the Warriors? Tricky. Uh, the Titans last year were the worst team to tip because they wouldn't win any games. Mm. They're still the worst team to tip this year because they're so inconsistent. Um, I'm. It's either going to be a really tight upset mm. to the Titans or they're going to get absolutely thrashed. Mm. I'm going to go the absolutely thrashed route. I, th- okay. I, I think the Warriors uh, win this one. Mm. I, I think the week off... Uh, probably helps them. Mm. I think they're just on a roll. And I think, yeah, they've got a pretty, I wouldn't just call it soft run to finals, but I think they've performed so well at this point that they've sort of earned that right to have that that run. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Warriors yep. this one. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Warriors as well. Wouldn't be shocked to see the Titans spring an upset. They should have got a lot of confidence out of that. But every week that we do this, this year and last year, we've been talking about how inconsistent the Titans are. Yeah. And the Warriors have been, for the most part, pretty consistent this year. Great game tomorrow night at 8pm. The Penrith Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm. I'm actually going to be in Melbourne, so I'll be interested to see if there's any TVs on the Melbourne Storm game anywhere in pubs. I'll probably go no, but you never know. Uh, the Panthers, they are looking good. 28-0 last weekend against the Sharks, who played all right. The Sharks, they're up for the challenge. The Storm, 46 points against the Eels. Ryan Pappenhausen making his return in the lower grades this weekend. I'll tip Penrith. Uh, last time these two teams met not that long ago, Melbourne led 14-0 before Penrith came back. Penrith at home, always very hard to beat. Yeah, Penrith is such a well-drilled machine. I think the Sharks didn't even play that badly. No. Um, the scoreline doesn't really reflect how sort of tight that game was, but again, they just know how to get the job done. They mm. know how to grind teams out and, and eke out a result. I'm going to get the Panthers here, but... I wouldn't be surprised if this is the grand final again. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Storm, uh, whilst they haven't been at their amazing best that, we, that we've come to expect from them over the last two decades, mm. uh, I think the fact they're sitting in fourth just shows they're still a threat. I think they'll take it up to, to Penrith. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Panthers will just, just be too good. All right, three games on Saturday. A brilliant 3 p.m. game, at least on paper. The North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Brisbane Broncos. I said to you last week my worry about teams from basically the Cowboys down was the fact that they had to keep winning. They didn't against the Titans. The Broncos very good against the Roosters last Thursday night. I expect this to be very close. The Cowboys more than capable of beating the Broncos in Townsville. 
but I think the Broncos keep on winning. Yeah, it was a pretty costly loss against the Titans. Not only did they play poorly, but now they've lost Valentine Holmes mm. for the rest of the home and away season. Um, and the centres for the Broncos are outstanding. Tony Staggs and Herbie Farnworth have had uh, career best years, uh, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I think if Val Holmes was playing, I think I'd lean maybe towards the Cowboys in this one. But because he's not, he's their goal scorer as well. And he's one of the best in the competition. Mm. That's a massive out. That Yeah, that, that loss sort of halted their momentum. Because I think everyone was like, oh, they're hurtling towards finals. They can even push for top four. Now they've kind of been brought back a little bit to earth and, and have been brought back with the pack. I'm going to go the Broncos in this one, but I'm kind of hoping for a Cowboys upset. I kind of want to see a, a bit of a shake-up. Yeah, it'll be a really good game. That's a great 3 p.m. game. 5.30 p.m. Uh, Saturday night in Perth, part of a doubleheader. The Dolphins taking on the Knights. Now, a few weeks ago, a month ago, people would have thought this match might not have meant a lot. The Knights... Three or four, four wins in a row. Four wins now. in a row, baby. Very good against Canberra last weekend. The Dolphins still in contention for the top eight. They like the Roosters and the Titans need to keep winning. No home ground advantage here. Uh, I think the Knights make it five in a row. I'd like to think the Knights make it five in a row. I'm going to be two in the Knights. I, I just think the last few weeks have all been sort of danger games. So, so the Newcastle Knights mm. of the past, and I speak about this a lot because it's happened a lot. Mm. Uh, in my time supporting the Knights is where we get on a bit of a roll and then there comes a game that's a very winnable game and we have a terrible performance and kind of throw it all away. Mm. The last four weeks have been some of the best and most consistent I've seen the Knights play in my lifetime, which I'm really excited about. I think we win this game five in a row. We should be in the top eight, depending on results. Mm. I think if the Broncos beat the Cowboys, then we go into that eighth position. Um, yeah, that draw is going to become really interesting uh, towards the latter part of the year for both Manly and, and for mm. Newcastle. We're going to go the Knights. Caleb uh, and Bradman best to uh, play some of the best footy I've seen them play. I think the I, you are right about danger games, though. I think this is probably the biggest of them all because you expected to beat the really expected to beat the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Mm. You weren't expected to beat the Storm, and even the Raiders game at home was fifty-fifty. I think they they have to win this, and I think they should. Yeah, and I will pick them. Still, still not a lot of confidence, but I think they will win. Uh, now, teams with no confidence. Well, one of them in particular is Sharks uh, in seventh position. They will play the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They were good against the Tigers without being great. And look, I thought the Sharks aimed up against Penrith. They lost Will Kennedy early. That didn't help them. But still, they got beaten 28 points to nil. They're not the first and probably won't be the last this year to be beaten by Penrith by a large scoreline. This is a really important game for both teams because both of them still not guaranteed a place in the top eight. Yeah, this is my game of the round because uh, I think massive question marks loom over the side that loses this game. Mm. I'm going to get the Sharks. Sharks. I'm going to get the Sharks. Uh, I just think there needs to be a line in the sand. I think Cam McInnes's, um 81 tackles, mm. 83 tackles, mm. 160 tackles. Mm. 200. Whatever, yeah. yeah, like whatever the final number is going to be. Mm. I think that was a really telling performance that he was putting his body on the line, uh, you know, blood streaming down mm. his face, all in his jersey. And his, his other teammates, who played well, didn't match that level. I think there will be a real um, – th- there will be a mirror to the rest of the players, such as Nico Hines as well, just to say, you know, there are players aiming up here in this Sharks outfit. Why aren't the rest of you doing the same thing? And I think this is a really winnable game against a Rabbitoh side who looked far from convincing against the Tigers. I thought the Tigers were the better team mm. uh, for most of it. And I, I just think the Rabbitohs, there's this sort of I don't know, a bit 
arrogance or sort of like expectation that it's just going to happen. Mm. And it's not mm. because they're not playing good enough footy to do that. So I think this is a really winnable game for the Sharks. Neutral venue as well. They should win this game. And they lose Will Kennedy. I do like Connor Tracy at fullback. In any other side, he would be probably in the Haas, but he would maybe not any other side, but a lot of other sides in the NRL, he'd be starting every week. Uh, I think Souths win, but yeah, I wouldn't be overly shocked to see the Sharks spring. Um, you wouldn't even call it an upset because it's six and seventh. It's a good game. Uh, now, Sunday, two games. Parramatta Eels up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Parramatta slipped down to 11th. This is a game they have to win looking at their draw going forward. I think they do, but look, the Dragons gave Manly a game last weekend. Wouldn't be surprised to see a close one in this one either. Yeah, the Dragons looking a lot better. Mm. Um, in the last few weeks. And uh, I think that's a real credit to them that they haven't just sort of fallen away and, and you know, just given up on the season. I think they've really had a crack. Mm. I think Zach Lomax has sort of turned the corner. He's having a really shocking start to the year, starting to find that best form that we know he can. This is a big danger game for the Eels. I have no faith in the Eels no. at all. No. Uh, Dylan Brown is a massive in, mm. but, God it's going to be so hard for him just to come back in and pick up from where he left off. And he owes this team big time. We heard Brad Arthur say that uh, following their big loss for the storm. Mm. Just going to go to the Eels because overall they have the better team on the park and they should win this game, mm. but uh, it will be close. I, I'm predicting a two point win. I'll tip the Eels as well, but I actually think both the Sunday games as we come to the Canberra Raiders West Tigers game have potential for upsets. I thought, look, the Knights were good. I thought Canberra were pretty poor last they, Saturday. They were really bad. Very poor last Saturday afternoon in Canberra. The Tigers, as you said, at stages throughout that game against South Sydney, I thought they were going to pull off an upset. Look, again, I'll tip Canberra, probably because it's a safe tip, but I don't do it with any confidence, and I still think there's a lot of question marks on Canberra at the moment. There are. They, they were bad. Uh, as good as the Knights were, the Raiders were worse. And, and that's twice this season where they've come against the Knights and they've been terrible. Mm. Um, just on the Tigers, I think they were the better team for most of that game against South. But I I forget who said it during the week, but they they don't know how to win. Yeah, they've forgotten how to they've win. They've forgotten how yeah. to win and because they've had such a losing culture. So they didn't have that, that killer blow, that final edge um, – to their game. So I just think based on that, based on the fact they've lost so many games in a row, they're pretty much resigned. Even if they do win this game, I think they're not going to win a lot more games throughout the season. I think they've resigned themselves to the fact they're going to win the win spoon. Mm. I think Canberra, I think Ricky Stewart will really get his boys fired up. Mm. I think they'll win this one pretty comfortably. All right, Charlie, good stuff. Thank you for coming in on a Thursday to do this. We will chat again next week with only four weeks left in the NRL. And there may be some teams that you can actually definitely put the red felt pin through after this weekend as well. Interesting times. Interesting times. I definitely think after this weekend, definitively, Roosters gone. Gone. Well, I reckon in probably what is it? Probably about 18 hours time. You could probably say that if they lose, (laughs) if they lose. Well, they will lose. Thank you, Charlie. Speak to you next week. Charlie, good sir with our NRL preview. Yeah, Charlie, good sir there. Stand by for more news on Charlie, potentially after after 6am in breakfast. Just one more bit of uh, news surrounding this round. The players who covered the logo last weekend, all of them, are not going to be covering the logos this weekend. They've decided not to do that. Instead, players have already turned their attention to other forms of protests over the next month. 
if they don't strike a new deal, which is likely to include delaying kickoff times uh, and a boycott of the Delhi M Awards and the media blackout will continue as well. So uh, the NRL versus RLPA, whilst it has gone a little quiet this week, still continues. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 0111 70. On the other side of this, we will cross to America and speak to Chris Perkins. It's 27 to 6. 23 to 6 to Chris Perkins in America in just a second. 0457 736 736. Our text number. Call the open line 1300 1170. Interesting suggestion on the text line from James. I just said that the NRL and NRLW players won't be covering the NRL logos this weekend. He said instead of covering the NRL logos, they should get the A well, they should get an AFL logo and put it over the NRL logo just to get under Peter Volandi's skin and get a deal done quicker. Uh, that is a very out-of-the-box idea for this early in the morning, and I'm not sure it'll be happening. But, look, all ideas are good ideas, apart from maybe that one. Thank you, James. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. Women's World Cup update for you uh, before we speak to Chris Perkins. Some really interesting results yesterday in the Women's World Cup. Sweden beat Argentina 2-0, so that means uh, Sweden topped their group. In fact, they've won all three games in their group. South Africa scoring a goal in injury time, defeating Italy 3-2. It was about, well, in the end, there was about 16 minutes of injury time. They said 11, and then South Africa scored in, I think it was about the third minute. And then a South Africa player went down for what seemed like about three or four minutes. So they ended up playing about 16 or 17 minutes of injury time. But that means Italy out of the World Cup. South Africa through to the next round for the first time in their history. So well done uh, to South Africa. Then last night, France 6 defeated Panama 3. And Jamaica and Brazil had a nil-all draw, which means Brazil, uh, for the first time in 28 years, have not made it through the group stage. Jamaica through, along with France. Some real big upsets in this year's Women's World Cup. Two more group stage matches to go, and they will be the final ones before the round of 16 begins on Saturday. Uh, Morocco will play Colombia tonight at 8 p.m., and South Korea will take on Germany also at 8 p.m. tonight. And then the round of 16 gets underway on Saturday with Switzerland playing Spain, Japan up against Norway. We know the Matildas are in action on Monday night at 8.30. Have you been watching any of it? I think it's been very entertaining. And, of course, you can hear all of it here on the SCN Network. It is time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Where we find Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. Hey, James's idea, that is the height of pettiness, and I am always here for the petty. Well, that is brilliant. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, it, look, I, I think it's a very uh, – look, you know the listeners here on SEN, Chris, are very intelligent. They come up with very good ideas. I, like, I'll tell you one thing. If they did it, and they'd never do it, but if they did it, um, <laughs> it would get a deal done pretty quickly, I think. Uh, yeah, anything. Yeah, anything to avoid having an AFL logo mm. anywhere near an NRL game, I think, would get a deal done. So yes, I got. Like I said, that is that is seriously out of the box from James. I love the idea, though. It is it is petty, and I love petty. 
And I love the suggestions, so keep them coming in. Uh, there's another text on that as well. I can't believe that. <laughs> it's got text this morning. Uh, right, uh, let's uh, get to what we have to talk about, though. We were just talking about the Women's World Cup. The USA threw, but I tell you what, Chris, I was watching that game, uh, what are we, Thursday? So Tuesday night, uh, Australian time, was being played over in New Zealand against Portugal. They were very, very close to going out in the group stages. If that ball had not hit that post, been just a centimetre to... Uh, the left, I think it would have been, uh, quick maths, uh, they would have been out. Portugal would have been through. This is really worrying signs for this U.S. women's team. And uh, there seems to be a bit of a divide watching it at the moment. And I know Carly Lloyd had a few things to say yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Carly Lloyd, very, uh, very critical of this uh, U.S. women's team. Uh, they should be very thankful, though, that when the rules, of the, when the laws of football were made, that they determined that the upright should be 24 feet apart and not 24 feet three inches apart. <laughs> yes, very lucky. Because that 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 is the difference between the United States having a round of 16 game and the United States flying home in disgrace mm. as the two-time defending world champions bounced in the group stage. This this U.S. women's national team, you're what you're witnessing the death of an era, the, the death of a uh, of a dynasty in in soccer, uh, with with this women's U.S. with this women's team from the U.S. Uh, they did not look good in the group stage. Underwhelming 3-0 win over Vietnam, a a come from behind draw against the mm. Netherlands, who they beat in the final four years earlier, uh, and a very very close call against Portugal. That that thing goes in. They're they're headed home. I think they're headed home this weekend. I'll give you a bonus tip here. They're playing Sweden on Sunday night in mm, Melbourne. Mm. Sweden three, United yeah. States one. Ooh, I, I, I think this could get ugly. Now, this could completely blow up in my face, and somebody's going to throw it right mm. back at me in two weeks when the U.S. women win the World Cup for the third straight time. But the way this team's looking, this team doesn't look like a quarterfinalist, let alone a champion. And, Chris, the other thing about Sweden, as I just mentioned before I crossed to you, they've won all their three group games as well. doesn't mean they're automatically going to win the next round and the round after that, but they have won all three of their group games. There was a text in to, I think it was Maddie White show here on SEN 1170 yesterday morning that, look, the USA, uh, well, four-time champions, but they've won the last two World Cups, Women's World Cups. Um, there was a text in, and I thought it was a fairly good point that, and this is no disrespect to the USA teams of the past, but... The women's football, um, and we're seeing it in this World Cup, a lot of other countries are catching up to where the USA have been for previous years. A lot of teams in Europe look at how well the Matildas are doing um, and other countries around the world. So that gap that may have been a little bit bigger a a little while ago is closing and closing very quickly. And I think we're seeing that in this year's World Cup. Yeah, you've, and it's interesting with the expansion to 32 in this World Cup that you're seeing a little bit more parity. I, I was gonna, I was expecting some, you know, bigger gaps in, in in talent, and you're not seeing that. You are seeing more countries stepping up. It used to be, you know, three, four, five countries going into a World Cup that that had a chance, and everybody else was filling out the numbers. And we're talking about the United States, Sweden, Japan. Uh, uh, Brazil, mm. like Brazil, just got knocked out yeah. of the group stage in this World Cup. First time in 28 I mean, years. You know, Marta, her, yeah, Marta, her career ending in the group stage. 
much. How mm. crazy is that? As good as Brazil has been. Mm. Uh, but now you're seeing other countries stepping up and challenging the countries that were at, that are on top of the on top of the ladder in mm. in women's football. I, I love it. I love seeing you know more parity, more unpredictability in a World Cup, uh, which we really haven't seen in in world, women's World Cups of the past. I, I love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. It's going to get more people watching and definitely, as this tournament goes on. Yeah, and definitely capturing the attention of everyone here in Australia and New Zealand as well. And that will go up a year. We've got two group games left tonight um, and then uh, really up a year uh, mm-hmm. on the weekend, of course, with the knockout stages and, of course, the Matildas on Monday night. Uh, now, uh, we'll do Major League Cricket first. Major League Cricket, it's finished. It's wrapped up. How did it all end? Uh, MI New York, Mumbai Indians of New York, uh, win the title. They, they carry the trophy off. Uh, how about Nikki P? Mm. Nicholas Buran. Mm. You see what he did Sunday night in the final? 55, he saw 55 deliveries, about 137 not out. That's, Man that's was impressive. was bashing the ball all over North Texas on Sunday night. And the last one was probably the best one. Because he the the winning run they chased down a, I think the number was their target was 185, 186. A, a really high target. I mean Seattle was hitting pretty well as, as in their innings as well. But you know Perant the the winner it was basically a Yorker at his ankle, and he somehow jumped out of the way. Got the bat on it, and it raced off the spine leg for four. He's laying on the ground in the trees, arms outstretched, yelling and screaming because he just won the trophy. But the most awkward shot you'll ever see in your mm. life. It, it, it was a brilliant batting innings from, from Nicky P. I know he's, he's played Big Bash League before, mm. you know, big star for the West Indies. Uh, he, he certainly looked like a big star in that final, and – 137 not out in a final. Mm. That is uh, when when the pressure is most on. That that's the type of player you want. Somebody who can answer the call when the pressure is at its highest. And Nikki P certainly did on Sunday night. And of course, we talked about the other morning about the fact that the T20 World Cup uh, coming to uh, parts of America next year. Text from. Text from Andy on the text line just before we get your NRL tips, Chris. Uh, the pre-tournament talk about the USA women dislike of each other has proved correct so far. Was there much talk about that in the US uh, just very quickly leading into the tournament? Uh, it, I don't know about dislike inside the team. I know there uh, – you certainly see divisions. I mean, you see the, the when they line up pre-match for the anthem – uh, half the team has their hands over their hearts and they're singing, half the team doesn't. That That's certainly got a lot of people in this country talking about the, the patriotic fervor of mm. uh, certain members of the U.S. women's national team. Uh, there, there are certain segments who say it's okay to cheer against us. You know, don't feel you're being unpatriotic cheering against us. And, you know, based on... Yeah, you know, based on political mm. viewpoints of certain members of the team, I'm not going to get into the politics mm. of it, nor am I going to get into my opinion of it mm. uh, yeah. during, during this discussion. We just don't have enough time. No. Because I certainly have plenty of opinions. Uh, well, we could do that next week. Uh, yeah, yeah but, there, is some, there is some of that. There is certainly some of that. Uh, this, this team is very divisive. 
offensive mm. uh, to, in, in the opinions of uh, many people in this country. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they go against Sweden, as I said. And as you mentioned, uh, well, you're mm -hmm. tipping Sweden 3-1, Sweden unbeaten so far in this year's World Cup. All right, we've got about 90 seconds, so let's fire through these. The all-important NRL tips tonight. Uh, Sydney Roosters, yeah. Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, Roosters and Sea Eagles. Yep. I am going to, I will take, uh, I'll take the man. I'll take the Sea Eagles. You're going to go Manly in that one. All right. Uh, Titans, Warriors. I'll take the Warriors. You're going to go the Warriors coming off a bye. Okay. Uh, Penrith up against the Melbourne Storm. Oh, man. Penrith. You, you know, I, I have not tipped against Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I don't think this entire this entire yep. run we've been doing this. It's it, it it's at it's Penrith. At Penrith yep, right? it's at Penrith. Yep. I'm taking Penrith. Sorry, Melbourne. I mm. love I love my Melbourne. I really do. All uh, right. Business not fun. So I got to take Penrith. All right. Just one word answers through this. Cowboys up against the Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. Broncos. Uh, okay. Broncos. Sticking with the Broncos. Uh, what about the Dolphins up against the Knights? Uh, Knights. Knights. Uh, Cronulla up against South Sydney. Uh, I'll take, uh, take Cronulla. Cronulla. And two games on Sunday. I'll throw both of them at you now. Parramatta and the Dragons and the Raiders and the Tigers. Uh, let's see. I'll take the Raiders and I'll take the, I'll take the Eels. Raiders and the Eels. Perfect, Chris. Good stuff. We will chat again. I'm back Tuesday, so we'll chat Tuesday. We'll see if America's still in the World Cup. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in the United States. I'll run through his tips again for you in just a second. It is 10 to 6. Chuck Bain says on the text, Hi, Dan. Has Robbo been at the Roosters too long himself? Well, that's a question that I think a lot of Roosters fans are asking. Look, I think it's fair to give him another year, uh, or at least give him some of next year to see if he can turn things around. But I've said all along, if the Roosters are playing like they have been this year, come the middle of next year, I think he'll be in a little bit of trouble. But I think what he's done so far has brought him some time. But if there was any other coach, basically any other coach, to be under pressure. Thank you for that, uh, Chookman. It'll be interesting to see what happens at the Roosters. Chris's tips, Manly, Warriors, Penrith, Broncos, Knights, uh, he also then uh, tipped the Eels, the Raiders as well. So uh, good luck if you were following Chris's tips there. And this one from the Daggy Dragon, rather than just putting the AFL logo on the jerseys, why don't they just put the older NRL one on? Yes, that would be a good idea as well. Uh, he also tipped uh, South Sydney and the Knights. Thank you for your company. Breakfast up next. I'm off for a couple of days. I'll catch you Tuesday.